This podcast is brought to you by eHarmony, the dating app to find someone you can be yourself with. Why doesn't eHarmony allow copy and paste in first messages? Because you are unique and your conversations should reflect that. eHarmony wants you to find someone who will get you. How are you going to know who gets you? If people send you the same generic conversation starters, they message everyone else. Conversations that actually help you get to know each other. Imagine that. Get who gets you on eHarmony. Sign up today. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. This is the Cork Today replay on C103. I know people are querying our various events going on. We're getting updates on cancellations. To anybody involved in anything that you've been forced to cancel, please let us know so that we can get the information out to people as quickly as uh, possible. Because I think the whole thing now is to try to stop the movement of people and to try to control large gatherings of people. And if you are going to an event that is still going ahead and, you know, all of the advice that we've been constantly going on about since we first started mentioning COVID-19 and that's the good hand hygiene and also there's the coughing etiquette. You've got to be so careful about the way you cough and the way you sneeze and I suppose the the, the advice that we that's coming out lately is if you have any kind of there's a lot of colds and flus and sniffles doing the rounds, just stay away from people because particularly we will have people who will have COVID-19 and not even realise they have it and that's where we're going to get more and more spread of COVID-19 in the community and doctors now and I'm pleased with this have been told to dramatically ramp up the testing for the coronavirus and sadly this only happened because we've had our first patient to die here in the Republic. The tragedy involving an older patient. Now she did have a range of underlying illnesses before then catching the coronavirus. It comes of course at the same time as the World Health Organisation have now declared the crisis a pandemic. Now they don't do that very easily and I think they've been holding off calling it a pandemic and by the way because somebody was on earlier on saying what is a pandemic a pandemic is when is a disease that's prevalent all over the world so they were holding off on doing that but now because more and more countries are getting cases of coronavirus and sadly more and more countries are having deaths from the coronavirus they're now the World Health Organization officially able to say it unfortunately now is a disease that is prevalent all over the world so it is officially a pandemic. Our Chief Medical Officer Tony Houlihan said doctors now are being told to widen the net for testing and that would include more patients who have severe acute respiratory illness or have been diagnosed with pneumonia either in hospital or in the community and the measures were announced of course as yesterday we had another nine cases of the virus confirmed. Six were men from here in the south and east of the country. All of them had been abroad either to Italy or Austria. So all of them were linked to travel. Three more people were infected by another positive patient and that brought the total number of confirmed cases to 43. So out of the 43, 42 
are confirmed cases through travel, through going to a country that had coronavirus or else coming in contact with somebody who had been confirmed with coronavirus. There's still only the one case of it picked up in the community. And the elderly lady who was described as a frail patient, God love her, uh, she's understood to have been a treated at NACE General Hospital. She'd been in hospital for some time and then she was finally tested and it was discovered that she had the coronavirus. She hadn't, by the way, been abroad and the source of her infection is unknown. And then the Department of Foreign Affairs, they're updating their travel advice now for Spain. Certain areas, they're saying only for essential travel. They've Madrid, by the way, is one of the places they put down in Spain. But there's a number of other uh, areas. Now, a cabinet subcommittee, which will be led by the Taoiseach, Leo Varadkar, that meets tomorrow. The closure of schools is going to be uh, discussed and the closure of schools after St. Patrick's Day until after the Easter holidays. Now, it may be considered as part of a bid to control the threatened escalation. There has been so many people on social media and WhatsApp groups saying the schools are definitely closing and then the Department of Education had to come out and say no, no decision has been made on it. I have heard of another suggestion rather than closing the schools from say Friday right through until after the Easter break because that would be six weeks the schools would be closed. Others are saying bring back the Easter, make the Easter holidays earlier. So that we could get a handle on the COVID-19 and then if it disappeared, children wouldn't have an Easter break. They'd be going, so the schools would be closing for a month and then when typically they would be getting their holidays for Easter, they would actually be going back to school. That's another suggestion, I think, that's going to be looked at. But we're going to have to wait until we find out what happens at the Cabinet Subcommittee tomorrow. But as of now, all of the schools are staying in place. They are not uh, closing. Dr Houlihan again uh, resisted calls from doctors and from the Green Party TDs to set up the introduction of more restrictions in an effort to keep the spread under control. He said he did not envisage other gatherings being cancelled at this stage, but he's warned it was important to the people organising any of the events and those people who attend, you must follow the rules on hand washing and on the respiratory uh, etiquette. So Dr Hooland's still not saying that we need to shut the country down yet, even though the Green Party is certainly calling for that. And I have heard a number of doctors and you've probably seen a number of doctors on the chat shows on television. Some of the doctors and they're working at the cold face are really, really worried and saying we should look to what Italy is doing and literally just close the country down. Now, post-mortems on people who die from coronavirus will not be necessary in some cases unless there's been an underlying cause that has come from the coroner's service And of course, on Monday, we had the Irish Association of Funeral Directors say that all funeral services for coronavirus victims should be postponed and the deceased should be brought straight to the crematorium or straight to the cemetery for a burial. I mean, some of the language that they were using was, you know, they were talking about literally bringing a body bag to wherever the place where the person had died, the body not being embalmed, put straight into the body bag, put into the coffin that had been selected by the family and then taken straight either for cremation or for burial. No mass, no removal, nothing 
something like that and then they were saying later on you could have your mass and you could have your uh, service. They were also recommending that relatives of the deceased would not be permitted to attend uh, the funeral director's office or the funeral home, that they'd have to do that all over the phone and the transport for the bereaved, like the limousines, the, you know, the black cars, none of those would be provided. But what's interesting is that the chief medical officer, Dr Tony Hoolan, who we're all getting to know very well from his daily press briefing, he said that those measures recommended by the Funeral Directors Association, he says they're simply not necessary. But in defence of the funeral directors, they have been asking the HSE and the Department of Health, give us guidance. You know, this is new for everyone. We don't know what we should and shouldn't be doing. And because they didn't get guidance, they then came out with these very strict guidelines instead. Anyway, that's what the Chief Medical Officer is now saying, not necessary. And if that be the case, then work with the funeral directors. It's going to be difficult enough for families to lose a loved one as a direct result of the coronavirus without being faced with something like this that they can't have a pro- what I wouldn't say a proper but they kind of a normal funeral and a normal period of uh, grieving. Now the Irish Catholic Church the bishops are coming out saying it will be it, it's doing its best to ensure the Christian burials for those who request it in a statement they say religious ceremonies and COVID-19 the bishops say it was clear that people with underlying conditions and who are vulnerable should not attend funerals and for the same reason they are now saying that sympathising this is people should not be shaking hands and we've had a steady number of calls in on a daily basis to say I'm going to removal tonight what do I do do I shake hands or not the bishops are now saying that they shouldn't shake hands and I don't know I know we definitely heard from one funeral home in Kerry who had a sign up at a removal asking people not to shake hands I don't know if the same thing is happening here in Cork or not if people can let us know if you were at a removal this week was there signs or what was happening were people not shaking hands now under the guidance issued by the bishops priests will no longer anoint the foreheads of people who are dying with their thumb instead they've been told that the holy oil should be administered with a cotton wool bud are for the priest to be wearing a glove. Priests are also to do the same thing when they're baptising a baby. They're not to touch the baby's forehead when the baby has been baptised. We know there's already been a ban on the sign of peace and there's now also a ban on the passing around of the collection basket in the church in a bit to try to combat the spread of coronavirus in the churches. And the bishops have also warned confirmation ceremonies while they're still going ahead they could be postponed. They again are, are would take advice from the public health authorities. As of now, though, all the confirmations are still in place. Mass goers have been asked to keep a safe distance from one another, but masses will go ahead as uh, normal. But they are saying to keep a safe distance. So I suppose they don't want people crammed together in the church. And that doesn't happen that often that you get people completely crammed together inside in a church unless it is a communion or a confirmation. Now, or a wedding. You can get a big wedding with a lot of people inside in the church as well. So they're asking people when you are going, just keep a safe distance. Talking of weddings, here's something a listener has asked us to put out over the airwaves and looking and I'm looking for your advice and commentary on this. Now, the the listener has said, please leave my name uh, anonymous, but would you ask your listeners the following? So we're for the sake of the text, we're just calling this lady Lucy. Lucy wants to know. She says we've been invited to a wedding next week. It is of a health professional to another health professional. Now we are going but now I don't know what to do because it's a very big wedding that there will be a lot of healthcare staff at it and I'm wondering 
could you ask listeners what would they advise us to do? So it's a wedding of two health professionals, two people who work in in a hospital setting. And obviously friends from both sides will be friends who work in hospital settings. So I suppose Lucy's concern if anyone is going to have the corona or could possibly pick up the coronavirus, could it be a health professional? Or would you, because we have had some cases, we know that already, some of the cases that are already included in the 43 cases are health professionals, are nurses and, and doctors and people who've been working with uh, COVID-19 patients. And it's the fact that they're healthcare professionals and a lot of their friends are going to be healthcare professionals. That's worrying Lucy. So we'll put it out there to see how do people feel about that. I know I was talking to um, a young woman yesterday who was going to a wedding at the weekend and, and she is going and all of that. But she said, what, what will we do when, you know, you're leaving the church and the bride and groom stand at the end and kisses and hugs everybody? She's just wondering what's going to happen in that situation. So I'm wondering, have brides and grooms themselves thought about that and are they will they not shake hands will they just nod to people as they come out of the church will they still go in for the hug will they still give granny the kiss will they you know still get a kiss from Uncle Marty you know I just don't know is that even on people's radars and I'm sure it is I'm sure it is and I mean I feel sorry for anyone whose wedding is coming up and this is hanging over their heads there's so many people with weddings who have planned weddings abroad and there's a real question mark whether their weddings are going to go ahead or not anyway if you have advice for Lucy are you going to a wedding yourself are you worried about it are you concerned about it is anybody has anybody decided not to go to a wedding because they're fearful you know big we do big weddings in this country. Let's be honest. If this, you could have 300 people at a wedding, everybody in the church crammed together. Will everybody spaced out in the church? Your thoughts welcomed on that. 1850 103. And Gat on our Twitter at C103 Cork says, and sadly, people are still panic buying. Now travelling from towns to rural shops like Locuses. Our little local shop was stripped of sugar, cat food, dog food, new roll, Rice, pasta and many tinned foods. Come on, Ireland. You can do better than this. And every time you go into a supermarket now, go to the, go to the toilet roll aisle and you can be guaranteed there will be nothing in. Even though they stock every day. That's the one thing I am saying for people who are panic buying at the moment and others go in and they don't have any of the items. I would suggest going in early in the morning because most of those deliveries come in overnight or certainly very early in the morning. We don't have an issue with getting the items from place to place as we would have during big storms or the beast from the east when there was, you know, snow on the ground and trucks couldn't get out. We don't have a problem with that. Trucks are still delivering. Now, will there be some supply, shortage of supply? Maybe. There will be some items, but just for people just to try to buy your normal bits and pieces, you really do not need to be in this panic situation. And people that are panic buying and stocking up at home, you have to think of people, elderly people who are not in a position to panic buy and stockpile a lot of items and mightn't be able to get around, mightn't have a car. They go to their local, like that, a little local rural shop. A lot of elderly people will be turning up there maybe to get the tin of dog food and the tin of cat food to discover it's all gone. So people just need to take a little bit of a breather on all of this. Ballyhay GAA have been on, Ballyhay GAA does strictly due to be held this Saturday now postponed for health and safety due to the coronavirus and the West Cork Drama Festival Committee 
have come to the unfortunate decision that they must cancel this year's festival. They're hugely disappointed, but they feel it is the best decision and it's made in the interest of health and safety of all the cast and the crew of every group and, of course, for the audience. Details of refunds for those who have already booked uh, will uh, follow us. I spotted this on the West Cork Drama Festival on their Facebook page and they're thanking people in advance for your understanding. 1850 333103 and just a quick look at some of your uh, texts uh, coming in to uh, us we had, remember yesterday, we had a GP practice in Boherbui, Dr. Leaders, wasn't a GP practice. We had somebody contacted us to say that anybody going to Dr. Leaders GP practice in Boherbui, that once you arrived at the door, you were told you must wear a mask. So you need to go back to the chemist, get a mask. So we were warning people in advance and we got on to Dr. Leaders surgery in Boherbui and they said, yes, that's what they're doing. They're asking everybody who attends to wear a face mask. And then when you come to the GP practice, hand sanitise your hands. I think they were issuing gloves uh, as well uh, to the people and they're saying they're doing it in the interest of safety for everybody else so we were saying to people go get your mask at the chemist first well that prompted somebody said Patricia that GP uh, surgery that's insisting that patients must wear masks when attending appointments has got it so right face masks have always been recommended for those infected with respiratory viruses because it stops the spread of droplets these are transmitted by coughs and sneezes and they travel considerable distances these masks will help to prevent droplet contamination during the two week incubation period as the infection can only be confirmed when the symptoms manifest. It makes sense to be wearing masks in public as they will always, they've always been used by medical professionals to prevent cross-contamination of infectious diseases. China made the wearing of masks in public compulsory and if there are none available, we should be covering our faces with scarves and making our own using some of the very clever ideas on the internet. Yeah, I saw a one with, you could do it with kitchen paper because kitchen paper is quite strong and with, with elastic bands, you, you can make your own as well. 1850 John Paul taking your calls, text or WhatsApp 0862 103 Coming up on the programme, we are going to discuss why some retailers are hiking the prices of sanitizers. If you have any example, if you went anywhere and saw something that you knew at one stage had been sold for a fiver and suddenly was gone to 20 euro, share it with us, uh, please. The Irish Cancer Society explain why they're cancelling Daffodil Day. We'll go away from coronavirus and discuss the introduction of bank charges. How do we manage to avoid them? A member from Gardaí Corner will join us for Crime File and get your pet questions in because Jane Pick it. Uh, our resident vet will answer all of your questions after half past 12 uh, today. 1850 103. We had uh, somebody on earlier this morning saying could you find out if the Highland Disco is going ahead tomorrow at night uh, and we've just had, John Paul tells me the Highland Disco is going ahead tomorrow night, that's a teenage disco but there is uh, another cancellation of the Rev in Rev Discos in Wing They've been postponed and they're postponed until April until or until the organisers receive further information when it's safe to run from the HSE. So that's all the rev discussed in Bohabui is off, but the Highland is still going ahead. Okay, that's a teenage disco that's going ahead tomorrow night. Number of people to Lucy and the wedding of the two health professionals that she's been invited to, and it's a large wedding, and she's just fearful because it's going to be all healthcare staff. A lot of their friends obviously are healthcare workers and she's just uh, fearful of going to 
the wet to a, a wedding with a large gathering of people, but particularly because they're all health professionals. Tell Lucy stay at home. It'll save. It she'll save on giving the present. But she, God, you'd still give the present, wouldn't you? If you didn't go, anyway. Someone else says stay at home, Lucy, from that wedding, and use some common uh, sense. And someone else says I would advise Lucy Lucy to go to the wedding. She will regret it afterwards, particularly if their friends are close family members. Another person said I've always hated weddings. What a great excuse not to go. Eighteen fifty three 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 one zero three. And on the removals, I was at a removal and. She Tuesday evening there was a sign up asking people not to shake hands. There was books and there was no there were no books of condolences. That was at O'Keefe's on Bowling Green in Mallow. Somebody else says at a removal in O'Keefe's in Mallow we were told just to nod our heads and say whatever we wanted to the widow of the person who sadly passed away and there was signs up uh, everywhere. Now I don't know if that's common throughout all undertakers but that just se- does seem to be the way, way to go because we stopped the shaking of hands, the sign of peace at Mass, I suppose the next stage is to stop. Where do you most shake hands after that? Is that, is that a removal? And as somebody said yesterday, whatever about the person coming in, it's you've got to think of the bereaved person. They're going through enough at the moment. The last thing they would need is to come down with the coronavirus. And to the people asking about the any update on the West Cork rally, the West Cork rally is still going ahead. That's the West Cork rally is still going ahead. 1850-333-103 in a Scara vintage car and tractor run though due to take place on Sunday. That's been cancelled thanks to Lil for that. Okay, let's take a break and let's come back with finding out and talking about why some retailers are hiking up the price of hand sanitizers. Court today on C103. With a solid fuel depot at Drew's Fuel and Go. Shortcastle Street, Mallow. Smokeless coal, turf, gas and kiln dry Wood. Open late seven days. Lowcostfuel.ie. Court today on C103. Call Patricia with your comment. 1850-333-103. With all the experts advising us on how important good hand hygiene is during the current coronavirus crisis, it's very disappointing to see that some retailers appear to be hiking up the prices, particularly on hand sanitizers. Fina Fall TD for Cork North Central Portugal. Sullivan has described it as uh, explo- exploitation and he joins me. Good morning to you, Porik. Good morning, Patricia. And you're welcome to, to the programme. What examples of price increases have you heard about? Look, I suppose, look, just from the off, I'd like to state that the majority of pharmacists and retailers, to be fair, are, are, are quite decent, we'll say, and that they're not engaging in this practice, but a number of Examples have been brought to my attention you know, over social media, uh, people private messaging me on Facebook and also getting emails from right across the country, especially since I issued this press release. So the prices are varying from, you know, a typical little bottle of hand sanitizer maybe being 99 cents in your local little reality up to the crisis to now being, you know, six, seven, eight wow. euros in, in local garages and... Look, the, the worst example we have is is of a, a shop up the country which is charging nineteen ninety nine for a five hundred ml bottle of, of hand sanitizer. So, look, there's there's definitely some instances of it. I'm not saying it's happening in in every pharmacy across the country because it's not. As I said, the majority of them, you know, are are are, are doing well by their, their 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 clients. And I suppose just to say as well that some pharmacists are actually making their own kind of homemade. 
uh, version of hand sanitizer as well, which they're which they're selling to consumers, which is obviously great as well because that will hopefully keep the price of of of, of hand sanitizers down. So and it's hard to get hand hand sanitizers as well. And I don't know if you saw on um, social media; it was one of the Dublin TDs uh, shared it. The masks on sale in a chemist somewhere up the country uh, for 150 euro for for 50 of the face of the what are disposable face masks. Yeah, and look, we have difficulties in our hospitals and, you know, in GP surgeries getting these basic types of equipment. I've I've been engaged by a number of G- local GPs across Cork County and you know, they're, they're actually finding it difficult to get these basic res- resources as well for their own clinics. So, look, I just urge people that they're responsible when they go to shop. Um, but also, I think there's a role that pharmacists can play that, you know, especially community pharmacists that would know their patients. <clears throat> And if, I suppose if, if you know that Mrs Murphy or Mr, Mr O'Sullivan, I suppose, has poor immunity or has, you know, an underlying health health concern, then I would encourage pharmacists to perhaps just consider, you know, keeping these types of, you know, hand sanitizer gels for those types of patients that need them most. You know, we we can we when you're in when you're in your local shopping centre store you can there's often signs up that only so many boxes of, you know, paracetamol will be sold for people or so many boxes of um baby milk formula and things like that so I just don't see why we can't um, encourage people to do the same for hand sanitizers. Some shops are oh, some shops are starting to do that with toilet roll to stop people bulk buying toilet roll it's 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 crazy some of the panic buying that's going on which is then making the knock on is making it difficult for people who don't have say, access to cars to drive around to another shop when they they need something that they've run out of people need to just ease off a bit with the panic buying Patrick don't don't they yeah, definitely. And look, as I said, it, these these resources and these items are needed by. We need to get them to the people that need them most. Mm. And even in, even in France, the French authorities have imposed a price cap on um, hand sanitizer gels specifically because uh, there's been such an outcry for it. So I suppose these are steps that other countries have taken. And I think we seriously need to look at, at ma- making those kind of steps ourselves. And I suppose even you know more concerning would be things like mortgages that I would be looking at this. You know, if we do need to introduce emergency legislation, we should be encouraging banking institutions to perhaps pause mortgages for the for the months where people are either taken ill or where you know there's suspected the, cases. Are they're, self, they're self-isolating. We uh, we were discussing exactly. that yesterday yeah. with uh, MEP uh, Billy Kelleher. Um, a listener says box of masks could be brought for roughly four euro in businesses pre-coronavirus. Now they're selling those same masks at three fifty per mask. That would give you uh, over. All for the box, it, you'd, you'd make a profit of 150 euro. There should be legislation brought in. Now, this listener says the pharmacists are as greedy as anyone, and the government needs to regulate them. But can I just jump in and say it might not necessarily be the retailer; it could be who the retailer are getting their stock from. Because I heard a pharmacist before question. I can't remember what the item was that had gone in short supply. I think it was at the start of the coronavirus um, and they said that their distributor had tripled the price and they were refusing to pay it. So it might yeah. not necessarily, we're wrong to jump in and say that it's the pharmacist or it's the retailer. No, but look, I suppose the, the thing I said initially at the start was most pharmacists and retailers aren't engaging in this practice and it, it, it's more a rarity than you know a common practice. But at the same time, we have written to the Competition and Consumer Protection Commission making it an official complaint that anybody that has been found to engage in these practices that, that, that it would be investigated. Um, I suppose subsequent to this crisis when it does blow over that, that people would look at you know any evidence that's there that shows that people did engage in this practice because you know it, it, 
in the current climate that we have and you know the, the heightened tensions that we have I just think it's you know it's it's really taking advantage of you know a national emergency effectively so mm. and are you happy with the way the government and the HSC are handling the covid-19 situation Baldrick? Um, well, look, I, I've taken steps myself today, Patricia, to close our office to the public. Um, you know, since becoming a TD, I've, I have two staff, and I suppose we have, I won't say hundreds and thousands of people in the office every 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 week, but we have a considerable number of people in the office, and I think it's unfair to, you know, put anybody at risk. So we have taken a step to close our own constituency office. We'll still be available on the phones, and we'll be manning the office and on emails and all that, but... Um, I genuinely think that the move is coming that we need, you know we need to take stronger steps you know be it in schools public gatherings all those types of activities I think would you would you shut the country down like what like what Italy has done I think we're moving that way anyway like if you listen to any of the public um health officials they're essentially saying that they're managing the crisis as best they can so that hospitals and GPs aren't overwhelmed but I spoke with a, a group representing GPs yesterday and they've essentially asked for that. They've sought that kind of step. You know, they, 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 they're the people on the front line. They're exposed to this every day. They're dealing with the people. They can see the people coming into their clinics every day. And, you know, they're the kind of steps that a lot of the frontline staff are asking for. Um, so I think we need to listen to people that are on the front line. And if that includes closing schools, um, you know, banning public gatherings for a number of weeks, then, you know, I think that we, we do need to consider it. Okay, and I know there is a cabinet meeting tomorrow where certainly the school issue is going to be addressed. Uh, Podrick, thank you for that and thanks uh, for joining us on the programme this morning. Good morning to you. That is Fianna Fáil Dáil Deputy for Cork North Central, Podrick O'Sullivan. Melissa in Formoy says, what would be the point of closing down schools if everything else was left running? What are parents, i.e. working parents, expected to do? We can't hand our children over to child minders if we're meant to be reducing the spread of disease by closing the schools. We can't give them to family members. So closing schools is going to cause more problems. If they close schools, they need to lock down the whole country. Otherwise, it's a waste of time. No point having everybody walking around as normal and then the schools close. It would completely defeat the purpose. So, Melissa's of the view, if you're going to close up the schools, lock down the schools, then lock down the entire country, which is what they have done in Italy. Even though I think there's about 16 countries now are closing schools as in from Friday. I know we were talking yesterday, Poland was one of the countries that who have a much larger population than us. They're 45 million people living in Poland and they have less coronavirus cases than we have and they haven't had any deaths. Well, up to yesterday, they hadn't had any deaths and they've taken the decision to close down all the schools from Friday. But it's only the schools they're closing down. Uh, Melissa reckons if we do that, we need to go further, close the whole country down. 1850 333 103. Cork today on C103. With a solid fuel depot at Drew's Fuel and Go. Short Castle Street, Mallow. Open seven days for smokeless coal, turf, kiln-dried wood and gas. Lowcostfuel.ie Every Friday, we're counting down to the weekend, the weekend. by turning up the Feel Good. C103's Feel Good Friday brings you six hours of Feel Good Greatest Hits. Join Nick Richards from 1 and Martina O'Donoghue from 4 as we get you weekend ready. Weekend ready. Turning up the feel good for Cork. For Cork. Every Friday from 1. Feel good Friday. Only on C103.
The World Health Organization has declared the coronavirus a health emergency. Here are some practical ways to protect yourself. Wash your hands properly and often. Cover your mouth and nose when you cough or sneeze. And dispose of used tissues. Disinfect frequently touched objects. Avoid close contact with people who are unwell. Don't touch your eyes, nose or mouth if your hands are not clean. And please follow travel advice from the Department of Foreign Affairs. This message is supported by Irwin's Pharmacy, Shandon Street, Mayfield and Toker. Always looking after your family. For coronavirus updates and information, stay listening to C103. Record today on C103. Text or WhatsApp Patricia with your comment. 86 Now, it was such sad and disappointing news to hear this week that the Irish Cancer Society have announced that due to the coronavirus crisis, this year's Daffodil Day, due to be held on Friday the 27th of March, has been cancelled. Dr Robert O'Connor is Head of Research at the Irish Cancer Society and uh, he joins me. Uh, good morning to you, Robert. Good morning. Um, Well, you're very welcome. Was this a very tough decision for the society to make? Um, In some ways, yes. Um, As as your listeners will be aware, almost all of our money, 97% of our money, uh, comes from the generosity and donations of members of of the public and and, uh, companies and people up and down uh, the country. So all of the work that we do in delivering services and helping and aiding people the cancer uh, is only possible through those donations. So uh, in that way, it is difficult. And uh, we've thousands of volunteers around the country who are bitterly disappointed. And, and for many of them, it's part of their way of making a difference and impacting cancer. Um, so in, in that way, yes, uh, difficult. But on the other hand, um, we wouldn't want anybody out and you know, potentially increasing the risk of, of either passing on this infection or getting it. Many of our volunteers that are out, uh, some of them more than 30 years, um, are people who are maybe a little bit older uh, and potentially uh, could be impacted by this. So it was really out of an abundance of of caution um, and also, I suppose, to allow our organisation to focus in and better support um, those at, at what is a very difficult and very worrying time for people all across this country and indeed across the globe. Absolutely. Will you? Can you reschedule the day, Robert? Um, at the minute, what we're looking at, uh, I suppose, is, is, is basically seeing how things pan out. Uh, we're not making any commitments into the future in that regard. We just really need to see uh, how this will wash through and um, how long it will take uh, for normality and to return. So at this stage, we, we, you know, we're not sure what that will look like. That's been, you know, very truthful with you. Okay. And we also uh, genuinely, and I've literally just stepped out of a, a meeting, a daily meeting we have now with all of our senior management um, to um, best focus in on how we can help uh, those who are impacted by cancer uh, and, and the wider community at this difficult um, time. Because COVID-19 is, is, is of particular worry to cancer patients. Um, And I suppose it's important to, you're you're right, and it's important to bring it into context. Those who are in active cancer treatment, um, sometimes the medicines or the radiation, can reduce the effectiveness of their immune system for a period of time. And it looks like, um, from the preliminary data, that cancer patients are are, are at a smaller risk, uh, or sorry, are at a small small increased risk of getting uh, any kind, or sorry, COVID infection, but the consequences can be more severe for them. Mostly it's focused on those who are in active treatment, as we said there, 
immune system may not be uh, as active. And in general, cancer patients, while it's not always the case, they can tend to be older and they can often have other conditions, blood pressure, diabetes, and, and um, cardiovascular issues, again, which can increase their chances of a more serious consequence uh, for this. So um, cancer patients who are in active treatment are vulnerable to lots of different infections, be those colds, flus, vomiting bugs, etc. So they are schooled in measures uh, as to how to reduce the chances of picking up one of those bugs in the first place. So, you know, the washing the hands, the hygiene, people being careful around them, uh, social and distancing and, and all of those things. Um, so there has always been a challenge for those on active treatment. Cancer patients, as they can tend to be older and, and can tend to be a bit more at risk of picking up these things. Uh, so there are challenges there. Um, yeah, and I know people I... Can, st- people can do a lot to help this, I suppose. That's the message. The, the, the hand-washing... The, um, uh, the uh, social distancing, the care around the home, uh, the care of people around those who are older or uh, more vulnerable to these things are real and tangible things that people can do to actually help at this time. And then on a very positive level to people who are uh, cancer patients who, have to, who are self-isolating for very obvious reasons, you know, give them a call. See, can you do some shopping for them? Can you drop anything to their front door? Do they need anything? Absolutely. A cancer experience can be very lonely, can be very challenging. It can challenge relationships in lots of different ways. And with technology, and there are lots of different things that people can do. And I'm sure there are listeners um, on, on your station now who are in that situation, who are unsure whether they should go out or maybe um, somebody might normally call into them and isn't calling into them. So there's a lot that we can do uh, in a positive way to help people calling into them, Skype and uh, all of those other technological things. And it's really important um, that, that people do talk and do help those through this challenging uh, time uh, and will be there on the outside. And I suppose the other positive thing is our hospitals and our healthcare staff are really stepping up in this situation. Uh, our hospitals are still uh, open. They are being very careful about who comes in. All hospitals are still uh, running uh, cancer treatment. They're checking in with patients in advance to make sure that they don't have uh, any illnesses before they come into the hospital. Cancer treatment is continuing. The hospitals have appropriate precautions in place to reduce the chances of infection between um, different groups. And we really are uh, very grateful to all of our amazing healthcare workers uh, at a difficult time and a difficult personal time for them because they have professional challenges, but they're all parents or brothers or sisters or sons or daughters in our community as well. Okay, and I can see a lot of people are are saying that how disappointed they are for the Irish Cancer Society that Daffodil Day is gone because it's one of those days that brightens up everybody as well. Everybody loves when Daffodil Day is is on, and people are saying while you won't be able to get daffodils later on in the year to host a Daffodil Day, uh, but the public will be more than willing to donate to what is the fantastic cause. Please organise another event later in the year as well, one listener. And I mean, if if people do want to donate, if they just go onto our website, uh, cancer.ie. Uh, and they'll see a donate button there. We're very grateful of support to the community uh, at the minute. Uh, the daffodil is a symbol of spring, it's a symbol of hope, and I think those symbols are very important. Uh, and our nation uh, will get through this, this challenge and this difficulty. We will overcome it. The Cancer Society will be with cancer patients and hold their hand through that, and we will be there with the support of the public and the generosity of the public on the other side of this um, challenge. So um, we will need our support uh, afterwards, uh, and now and afterwards, as, as much as ever, we really are truly grateful for the public outpouring of support. It's, 
it's personally um, really very uplifting to you know to see that. Fantastic. Listen, I appreciate you taking time out. I know you're a busy man and you're between meetings. So thank you for that and thanks for chatting to us today. Good morning to you. Bye-bye. That is uh, Dr. Robert O'Connor and he is the Head of Research at the Irish Cancer Society with us to say people were disappointed when we broke that news earlier in the week that there's going to be no Daffodil Day at the end of uh, the month. Somebody has suggested and this would be nice if shops decided to uh, do it. Nick and Kinsale said, wouldn't it be a real nice goodwill gesture if supermarkets stocked daffodils they are already stocking daffodils and if they sold them and whatever they made they gave it to the Irish Cancer Society just by way of a donation to them and they could run it on the actual day itself you know maybe just for that one day it was meant to be Friday the 27th of March that if all supermarkets and shops sold daffodils and it meant that we went out and about we could get our daffodils and uh, you could support them at the same time. That would be lovely. It would be lovely. But uh, let's wait and see to the uh, And I meant to actually, and I, I, I meant to ask him, and, and uh, I was conscious of, he's, he's in and out of meetings. I was conscious of the clock with him. I, 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 maybe someone listening might be able to tell me this. Did the, was Daffodil Day cancelled in 2001 during the foot and mouth disease? Because this time in 2001, we were at the height and start, really the height of the, foot and mouth disease and we were cancelling things left, right and centre because when I spotted up on Facebook last night that the West Cork Drama Festival were cancelling for because of the coronavirus that brought me back because the the drama festivals in North Cork and in West Cork were definitely cancelled in 2001 because of the foot and mouth disease and I'm just wondering was Daffodil Day cancelled? Now that we will have people listening to this who will have been involved in Daffodil Day since the very first one which is over 30 years ago because I remember I was living in Clonmel actually at the time so it was the late 80s was it 88, 89? The Daffodil Day was the first Daffodil Day was held and it was held as a kind of a one-off and it just took off and it was such a success and it's, it's been going since. So if anyone can tell us, did they cancel it in 2001 and what did they do? Did they do, they do in some way reschedule something later on in the year? 1850-333-103. Uh, John Paul taking your calls. If you want to text our WhatsApp, you can to 0862-103-103. Going to take a break. In the, in the next hour, I'll catch up with huge amount of commentary coming on the programme. We'll get to as much of it as we can. But we're also going to talk about banks introducing charges, new charges, and how can we avoid paying them. Cork today on C103. With a solid fuel depot at Drew's Fuel and Go. Shortcastle Street, Mallow. Call and collect or get seven-day delivery for those cosy nights in. Lowcostfuel.ie So, you've got a smartphone or tablet. Then, get the must-have app so you can take us everywhere. Download the C103 app today and listen to your favourite shows on the go. Grab our podcasts and all the latest Cork news. And if you've a smart speaker, ask it to play C103. Play C103. Okay. On your phone. Tablet. Smart speaker. And radio. Turn up the volume. We are C103. You're listening to Cork Today on replay. Phone and text lines are currently closed. Margaret 
this is some of your calls into the programme. Margaret said they need to look at closing or doing something about airports and flights coming in and going out of this country first uh, before they ever consider closing down schools. For example, if you leave people fly in and out of this country, then what is the point of closing down the school? Bearing in mind that all but one of the cases that have been identified as positive for COVID-19 are all linked to either the person themselves travelling are the person coming in contact with somebody who's travelled to another country? Do we need to lock the country down by stopping all flights in and out of the country? And we know America have started today. Donald Trump announced that. I think it's for a month duration. They're banning all flights from Europe. Now, he initially said excluding the United Kingdom and there was a bit of a panic then because obviously Leo Varadkar is in the States when this announcement was made. And did it, <laughs> it meant, was Leo going to be stuck? Well, was it they could have flown him back via the United Kingdom. Uh, but then it, there was clarification. Donald Trump maybe thought the United Kingdom included Ireland. So it's the United Kingdom and Ireland that flights will continue from the States, but the rest of Europe. Uh, and I know I've got a couple of people commenting on uh, on that particular one. But Margaret is making the point, should we not look at closing down, closing down the do what America's done. Stop stopping all the flights. I don't know how far, Margaret, you'd go. You would go with it. Would you stop all flights worldwide? Would you literally just lock down the country from an air travel point of view? But one another another listener is saying, I'm wondering if the flights from Europe to America have been cancelled and yet Ireland and the United Kingdom are allowed to go go ahead. Will people from mainland Europe not obviously use Ireland and the United Kingdom as a gateway? To get to the United States, I think our government need a wake-up call on all of this, particularly in relation to air travel when it comes to COVID-19. I did, that was the first thing I thought of and I was discussing it with John Paul in the office this morning. I said, there's nothing to stop somebody from Amsterdam jumping on a flight and getting into Shannon Airport and then going on to New York. So I don't know in what way the Americans are going to police and monitor that. Will they make sure that somebody hasn't flown in from another country. It'll be interesting to see how Donald Trump and his people uh, will handle that. Martin and numerous other calls. Were, oh, this is about people attending funerals. They're saying that many funeral homes have hand sanitizers. There's signs up asking people to use the sand, hand sanitizers. Many funeral homes are having disposable gloves and asking people to use the disposable gloves uh, as well. So people are undertakers are very much taking on board that I mean some of our removals can be huge huge events we're very good at turning out to support bereaved people but they can be that can be a massive gathering of uh, people Timmy then says Will anyone have the backbone now to say to those who went to Cheltenham when they came home to ask them straight out would they not self-isolate? We left the Italians come in last weekend. I feel at this stage now it's too late dealing with this situation. I have people who are very nervous if many have underlying conditions. I have relatives who are battling and after fighting cancer and I have another who is living with cystic fibrosis and we have this attitude of don't close this and don't close that. We need to kind of really ourselves on. I know um, we're hoping to do, thank you for that Timmy, we're hoping to do something actually with the Cystic Fibrosis Association because this is just such a massive worry for anybody with cystic cystic fibrosis. I mean for a cystic fibrosis patient to get COVID-19 just is not worth thinking of. Well the rest of us are saying sure if we got it it'll only be for many cases it'll just be a mild virus 
viral infection you mightn't even know that you have it but for somebody with a lung condition like cystic fibrosis as patients it's just uh, doesn't it doesn't bear thinking about Mary is wondering is our national broadband service capable of allowing a large number of people to work from home we're hearing more and more businesses now are opting for people working at home she noticed that the weekend etc when there's more people using the home broadband it's a much slower service so in her view unless the government has some magic way of sorting out the national broadband working from home may not be an option for a lot of people and I wonder has that been addressed that's a really good point Mary and I know lots of companies have tested and have sent people home to work for a day in case the doomsday scenario happens and a business is forced to close and send everybody home. But you're right, that's been sort of done, you know, a nod day here, a business will send their staff home in a different business the next day. We haven't had, if we get a huge clusters of people all working from home in one area, that will that affect the broadband? I'd have to have a technical person now to tell me if that's the case uh, or not. But uh, it is something that certainly has to be considered. Uh, Kieran in, in Carrigaline, why is our un, why is our caretaker government leader, why has our caretaker government leader gone to Washington with this crisis? And even the Americans are preventing people travelling in and out. So why did Leo decide to go there? He will say he decided to go there because he is flying the flag for Ireland. And even though the, the trip has been hugely curtailed, it's only, he literally, because he's, he's due to fly back today, he literally is only in for 24 hours. But he will say, and the, but the handing over of the bowl of shamrock, that's gone. The St. Patrick's Day Parade, that got cancelled. So I don't know how much he managed to achieve Except he did get to meet with Donald Trump and I suppose any opportunity you can get to meet with uh, Donald Trump has got to be uh, welcomed. Uh, I'm staying on Corona, Mary thinks the old age pensioners are probably most at risk and are the ones having to spend extra. Yet the disability allowance has been raised, well illness benefit has been raised to €305 for people who are forced out of work due to coronavirus but the old age pension will remain the same at 248 or less for other people. She thinks that the old age pension should also be raised during this current crisis because elderly people are certainly spending more just to try to keep themselves safe. Some of your texts, thanks for that Mary, some of your texts uh, coming in to us. This was on when we were talking earlier about the cost of hand sanitizers, and are some people putting up the price? Uh, someone says Aldi sold hand sanitizer in Dunmanway for 70 cent, 70 cent a bottle. Yet a local pharmacy had the same bottle on sale for €2.50. Surely that is extortion. Dennis said, Patricia I almost fell off my chair laughing at you this morning when you asked what will the church do if they can't collect offerings at Mass? Well Dennis let me tell you, says Dennis, the Catholic Church is not hard pressed for money and if the priests need more money then they should head on down to the local community welfare office just like everybody else. What will the church do for money? You must be joking says uh, Dennis. I was trying to be kind, Dennis, but Dennis having no sympathy at all for the Catholic Church. Molly says, Patricia, I was reading an article from a Dennis Finnerty. He's a pharmacist in Tipperary and he has made more sense to me about COVID-19 than all of the specialists going. Maybe you should get him get him on the programme because he made total sense to me as a cancer patient. Thank you for that Molly and we are as we speak looking up who Dennis Finnerty is and taking a look at the article that he has uh, written and if he's willing and able we certainly will have him on because uh, we certainly want to try and give out as much positive information and the correct information and as clear information as possible. 
Emma says, Patricia, will you mention the bingo in Tallow in County Waterford cancelled for the next two weeks? Someone else is not happy about Leo Varadkar having gone to America. When the Where is he when the country is on his knees? He should be here dead against the fact that he flew to the States. Patricia, I went to a supermarket yesterday. There was a roll of paper and a spray on a table inside the door where you could clean your trolleys. The trolleys at this side were were inside. You, you bought them from outside, inside. So I had already got my trolley and put my hand on the trolley. And then I was picking up the same bottle of spray that everyone else had used and putting the paper in a bin provided. But there was nothing there to sanitise my hands. I wonder, was it worth the effort at all? Someone else says, I can't understand why so many of events with large gatherings are being cancelled and yet we're hearing there's a teenage disco going ahead in uh, Newmarket. John from Blackpool says, Hi Patricia, any news on the cruise ship that's due to dock in Cork? It was due to dock in Cove, isn't it, on Friday? We confirmation yesterday that that is going ahead. There's been no recommendation to stop cruise ships coming into this country. Mags says, we couldn't cop on, could we, and stop ourselves going to Italy. No, we had to wait until the Italians themselves decided to close down their country. So what hope have we for any kind of common sense to control this? Yeah, and then you add the number of people that are in Cheltenham this week, Mags, as well. God knows what some of those people are going to come back with. Someone else is wondering about social dancing. Has anybody thought about this? What about social dancing, says this texture? You're roughly 10 minutes with one person and then you'll switch to another person unless you go with your own partner. Uh, And then you're about 12 inches apart. We've been you know, constantly hearing about the social distancing we need to stay from somebody. But if you're out social dancing and social dancing is a wonderful, wonderful thing and it's great for people to get out and about because we worry about social isolation. But is anybody else worried about social dancing? But I suppose the social dancers, if they do all the things correctly, have the correct cough and sneezing etiquette, wash their hands properly and I suppose don't go to a social dance if you're feeling unwell. Uh, where you'll go along and spread it. But I'm assuming some social dances will be cancelled. I don't know if there have any on the list at the moment, but we'll see. Do others agree, disagree? Social dancing, does that need to be looked at? And here's a lovely positive one. I was in Musgraves this morning. They are taking fantastic precautions for their customers and staff. When you enter, you have to hand sanitise. You must put on disposable gloves to use a trolley. There are staff at the freezers to sanitise them once you open them. The guys on the till all wear a new pair of gloves for every single transaction and then someone is standing at the bin to take your used gloves as you leave and then your hand sanitise again amazing well done to uh, Musgraves thank you for that some of your many whatsapps and I'll try and get through as many of the whatsapps as I can Um, Patricia I was at a funeral last night in Tallow people were hugging it's that bad says Margaret I don't mean to mean hugging rather than shaking hands I see when we're talking about funeral homes offering advice that isn't a blanket ban it's individual funeral homes and I'm assuming the bereaved families have to be asked as well do they want people to stop shaking hands do they want people to hug them I I, I would assume that that's what's going on and on Lucy on the wedding remember Lucy who contacted us who is going to a wedding of two health professionals and it's a large wedding that's going to be full of other health professionals and healthcare workers she's a bit nervous about it a lot of people want to comment on that Uh, no says this texter I would 
would not be going to that wedding. Stay away from crowds. Do not go, says this texter. And Dan says, on the question of whether to go to a wedding or not, if, if you're invited to a wedding, ask yourself, how would you feel if the wedding was called off? If you can hand on heart say that you would feel relieved to hear it was called off, then you have your answer. The very fact that you're asking the question means you must have doubts in the first place. We need to think of the greater community and ourselves at all times. Things like celebrations, etc. can still be enjoyed after the current situation has passed. So I'm assuming Dan is suggesting that Lucy doesn't go. Hi, I think Lucy should stay away from that wedding. We will need all the healthcare workers to be healthy for the coming challenge. I think even though it will be very disappointing, they should all stay away from the wedding. They should all, they could celebrate at a later, safer date. I went to a gig last week and I have to say I've been crippled with regret and worry ever since. Lucy could do without that, I am sure. Okay, so that's the we didn't find anyone I think that suggested Lucy should go everyone was saying no uh, stay away hand sanitizer prices hiked why Patricia it is simply down to greed that's from Heidi Patricia is not handing around the basket for the collection at mass nearly the same as the handshake at the sign of peace as you can pass on the virus if you have it and you were all been asked to keep a metre apart during mass well there's been a change they, you obviously haven't heard the, they've come out and asked the churches have come out and told they're stopping the collection at Mass as I know there was a collection last week but the collection at Mass is stopped I'm assuming it's from uh, this week and the bishops have also come out I haven't the list here in front of me now the bishops have also come out and told the priests to tell the people at Mass to stand a distance apart so they're going to obviously space people out kind of a little bit like what we mentioned yesterday with the cinemas remember the cinemas the Omniplex cinemas have decided that they're there's every second seat you're allowed to sit on they're going to do it like a checkerboard so they'll have nobody sitting beside uh, each other but they're banning the collections at no collection ba- baskets at Sunday Mass and they're also recommending, by the way, no shaking hands with sympathising at uh, funerals is one of the measures they've put in as well. And let me just do one more. This is, is there a name on this? No, but it's a quite a lengthy one. It's one that, it's one of these ones to share with family and friends. It says, this came from Stanford Hospital Board. This is their feedback on the coronavirus. Oh, this is the one on coughing. This is one worth mentioning. The new coronavirus may not show signs of infection for many days. This is Stanford Hospital. How can one know if he or she is infected? By the time they have the fever and are cough and go to the hospital, the lung is usually 50% fibrosis and then it's too late. Taiwan experts provided a simple self-check that you can do every morning. This is what you do. You take a deep breath and you hold your breath for more than 10 seconds. If you could complete it successfully without coughing, Without discomfort, stiffness or tightness, it proves there's no fibrosis in the lungs and it basically indicates that there is no infection. In this crucial time, please self-check every morning in an environment with clean air. Now, I don't know if it's one of, because it's come through on social media, I don't know if it's one of those things. There's a lot of urban myths doing the rounds on social media. I don't know where Stanford Hospital is, so I need to do a bit of research on that. But I don't know. But listen, if it's one of those things that gives people a little bit of peace of mind, holding a big deep breath, hold it for 10 seconds. Can you do it without coughing? Um, and if you can't do it without coughing, it may indicate that there's something going on in your lungs. 1850 333 103. Lines open. C103 Jobs. 
Allied Profiles there in Mallow. They're looking for general production operatives while a driver is wanted for a school run that's in the Johallow area. Full B licence, please, and you do need to guard the vetting. Warehouse operative with van driving experience required. Immediate start that's in the Blackpool area and production operatives are wanted in the Ballinine area of West Cork. You'll find all the details and more job opportunities by going online now. Just go to c103.ie forward slash jobs for more. This is C103. Cork today on C103. With a solid fuel depot at Drew's Fuel and Go. Shortcastle Street, Mallow. Smokeless coal, turf, gas and kiln dried wood. Open late seven days. Lowcostfuel.ie This is the Cork Today replay on C103. Now, customers of AIB Bank will no longer be able to avoid banking fees because the largely state-owned bank has announced it's to introduce quarterly maintenance fees from May 30th. Joining me to discuss the new fees is Dave Kerr from the comparison website bonkers.ie. Good morning to you, Dave. Good morning, Patricia. Uh, And and you're welcome. Uh, Now, as of now... How are customers avoiding paying banking fees with, with AIB? Some people don't pay any banking fees. Yeah, that's true. And in fact, um, so there are two ways that people can avoid paying fees uh, as of today with AIB Bank. The first is to maintain a current account balance of €2,500 or more for the entire duration of a particular month. But the other way is to have your mortgage with them. And so what they've announced is, is a series of changes to their fees and their charges. And on the fees side of things, um, if you have your uh, mortgage with AIB, there is no change. So that's the positive news. You won't be affected by this. But if you don't have your mortgage with AIB and you do have a current account, they are now removing that waiver. So regardless of how much is in your current account at any one time, you will be subject to their fee regime. And, and the second thing that they've announced is actually a change to their fee structure, whereby if you make a contactless payment, that used to be for free. But AIB is now joining Bank of Ireland and Ulster Bank in charging one cent per contactless transaction. Now, that, one that, now one cent doesn't sound like a lot of money to tap and go, but there's a fear factor there, isn't there? Well, the fear, I mean, yeah, one cent, you'd need to do 100 to be charged a euro, obviously. So that seems to be a small amount of money. But the fear, of course, is that that's the thin end of the wedge. So that, that may be just the way to introduce the concept of contactless fees. And then in the years and months ahead, that may actually be increasing. But there's no announcement on that yet. It's just the one cent per transaction. And AIB, they're just mimicking other banks, aren't they, with these new charges? Yeah, so they're not the first. So um, Bank of Ireland and Ulster Bank already do charge one cent per transaction for contactless. But um, they are joining uh, the traditional banks, if you like, in charging for contactless. Whereas if you look at the digital-only banks, such as N26 or Revolution, there are no fees at all for, for day-to-day banking with them using your Revolut card or your N26 card. So it is unfortunate that it's the traditional banks bringing this in, uh, especially because more and more people are opting for tap-and-go. So anything under €30 Euro right now, you can just tap your card or even your smart device if you have a watch or something similar. Um, but yeah, it's, it's, it's definitely a step in the wrong direction for the traditional banks, I think, yeah. in terms of recovering fees. And roughly how much per year do you reckon a person will end, could end up paying? It's a, with AIB, it'll be around €80 Euro per year, we estimate, based on average transaction volume for cross-contactless and ATM charges and direct debits and things like that. So around €80 Euro a year. And that's not an amount of money that can be uh, sniffed at. Uh, but it is an amount of money that can be easily lost. 
um, because the fees will be charged every quarter, so you might not notice a huge amount every month or, 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 or that, but you would get a fee advice note from AIB saying what that is. But yeah, it's around eighty euro per year that the, the average customer of a current account would have. And again, it doesn't affect customers that have uh, their mortgage with AIB. Yeah, it's kind of, it's a bit galling, isn't it? I mean, AIB is 72% state-owned. I mean, we, the people, banked, bailed out yeah. those those banks. Yeah. feels like a bit of a kick in the teeth, doesn't it? It does, but what they would probably say to us is that they return a huge amount of money back to the exchequer um, because they're, they're, they're largely state-owned. So they need to be profitable in order to do that. And in order to be, um, you know, maintain their profitability, they need to start charging these fees. So they, they'll argue the other way. But of course, it's true that, yeah, we own them, so why couldn't it be just made free or maintain that, that, that free status for longer? But I but suppose, does, they, they, it, but at the end of the day, banks, they have to make money as well, don't they? They do have to make money. Um, but one thing that's interesting is that this could be the change or the, 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 the sort of canary in the coal mine marking a shift in how customers view their current account. Because the current account, obviously, is the centre of your financial life. It's where you get paid your salary into, and it's where you pay your bills from. But if more and more people opt to go to the likes of N26 and Revolut, which is a digital-only bank, they're pan-European, uh, they don't charge any fees, and they offer really good rates, in fact, commission-free rates for doing um, foreign exchange transactions, transactions from one person to another, etc. And because they are for the app economy, if you like, it's an app on your phone, um, the, the connection between money and an app is really reducing quickly. And for younger people especially, they just prefer not to even think about the bank or a bank mm. branch network. They just want to think about their phone and an app. And then for that reason, it's why the likes of Revolut, for example, have over 700,000 customers in Ireland. Uh, that was going to be my next question. Are they, are they becoming hugely popular? They're massively popular, yeah. Now, what we haven't yet seen is people using Revolut, for example, or N26, as their primary current account. It's often, in, in the vast majority of cases, being treated as a secondary current account okay. for ease of you know, sending money to uh, a friend for for sharing a bill at a restaurant, for example, things like that. The apps are just much, much, much better um, than the traditional banks' apps for doing that kind of thing. And the younger people really have taken to, uh, specifically Revolut, in their droves. And in fact, the verb Revolut, I will revolute you a fiver, has, has actually become yeah, yeah, it has. It's 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 like googling something. Um, exactly. Yeah. By the way, somebody's asking. It's an obvious question. How how does the likes of Revolut make money? Well, for Revolut, they have a number of different tiers of um, user membership, if you like. So they want you to upgrade to their Metal Card, for example. There is a fee per month for that, but they offer additional services for that. So the restrictions on Revolut are on their standard current account. The same with N26 you're restricted to a small number of ATM withdrawals per month. So, for example, getting actual cash out. They prefer you to keep your cash in electronic form, but if you need physical cash, they'll allow you to do five ATM withdrawals per month, for example, and after that, they will charge you for those. But for the general standard user, where you just want to keep your money in electronic form, it's absolutely free, and any uh, transactions that are to other users or to other banks or from one currency to another, you get a really, really good interbank rate and there's no commission charge to that foreign exchange. So for that reason, that's why they have um, absorbed such a huge amount of customers in Ireland, over 700,000 in the case of Revolut. Um, but they make money on hoping that you will upgrade to one of their other offerings okay. that offer additional services. But, but I assume, because people are very annoyed by what the AIB are, and the other banks are deciding to do, can you see people switch? 
Well, the switching rate is the very worst in any financial services product for your current account. And the reason is psychological, I think. So less, far less than 1% of people switch their primary bank account every year. And the reason is that the, there's a fear um, that, for example, your, your salary won't get paid to the right place, or worse, that your direct debits might bounce. And that fear is thankfully you know, unfounded. There's a thing called the current account switching code, which all the banks have signed up to. And what it says is that if you choose to move uh, from one bank to another bank, the bank you're moving to will help you make, make sure that your salary and your direct debits move with you. But one thing that some people could do is open up a new account and then slowly themselves migrate their direct debits or their salary as they see fit. So the reason for the very, very, very low switching rate is fear, but the fear can be mitigated with a little bit of organisation on behalf of the customer. Okay, someone wants to know, at the moment, elderly people have free banking. Um, Correct. Will that still be the case? That, that remains unchanged. Yeah, unchanged for the over 66s, unchanged for students, unchanged for customers with your mortgage uh, with AIB Bank. So that remains unchanged for those, those categories of customer, yeah. Okay, and Vincent said, it is disgraceful. They want you to deal with all the self-service technology yourself, yet charge you for the privilege. I was in AIB Carrigal Line last week. There was no no queue, yet I still had to wait at the counter before I was served. I had to ask an individual to get somebody to assist me. And I'm being charged for this type of non-service. It's a funny old world when I have to pay for a service that I do myself. I mean, there is that kind of attitude, isn't yeah. there? Well, there is, but... If you think about it as well, all those services still do bear a cost. They're cheaper than having a, a person behind a counter at a cashier's desk inside a branch. But they do still have to have all of their technology systems working well, and they need to be of a very um, particular banking grade. So it is expensive to run a bank, but um, it is cheaper than having, cust- or having staff in a branch to have it all run electronically. So I, I absolutely sympathise with your listener, but there is a cost to running a bank, and that's just the way it is. Yeah. Okay, all right, um, Dave, thank you for that. And uh, bonkers.ie uh, if people want to want to check out what's switching. Perfect, thanks Patricia. Okay, thanks a million, bye-bye. That is Dave Kerr from bonkers.ie. Now, the shock has given a special statement. Schools, colleges, childcare facilities, all to close from... 6pm tonight and they will remain closed until the 29th of March. Uh, The Taoiseach has given a special COVID-19 special statement. All gatherings of over 100 people indoor and 500 people outdoor should be cancelled. And the Taoiseach said where where it is possible, work remotely, people should do so. He said we need the public and business to take a sensible approach. And I have a um, a piece from Leo. This was Leo Varadkar. He's still in the States. He was speaking outside Blair House in Washington. So from 6pm today, the following measures are being put in place and they will stay in place until the 29th of March. Schools, colleges and childcare facilities will close from tomorrow. Where possible, teaching will be done online or remotely. Cultural institutions will close as well. Our advice is that all indoor mass gatherings of more than 100 people and outdoor mass gatherings of more than 500 people should be cancelled. Arrangements are being made to ensure that everyone entering Ireland through airports and airports is fully informed and self-isolates if they develop symptoms. You should continue to go to work if you can, but where possible, you should work from home. And in order to reduce unnecessary face-to-face interaction in the workplace, break times and working times should be staggered and meetings done remotely or by phone. Public transport will continue to operate. 
The shops will remain open and we have plans to ensure that supply chains will not be interrupted. We need public and businesses to take a sensible, level-headed and responsible approach during this difficult time. Restaurants, cafes and other businesses can stay open, but should look at ways they can implement public health advice on social distancing. And as a general rule, outside of work, people should seek to reduce social interactions as much as possible. You can all play your part by hand washing, coughing and sneezing into your elbow or a tissue, and seeking medical advice if you develop symptoms. This is now more important than ever. The Cabinet will meet later today. Opposition party leaders and counterparts in Northern Ireland and Britain will, will be briefed. In the period ahead, the government will deploy all of the resources we can muster, human and financial, to tackle this threat head on. Those resources are extensive, but not unlimited. Okay, there you go. That was uh, Leo Varadkar in the last couple of minutes speaking. He's still in Washington. He's about to, say, board a plane uh, to come home. He didn't take questions, by the way. There was media gather, but he didn't take uh, questions uh, in Washington. He just made the statement, but I suppose the the main the main announcement coming from that statement is the closure of all of the country's schools, colleges and childcare facilities all closing. So that means all of your creches are closing because I can straight away see somebody says, Patricia, can you tell me now what is the procedure now that we're closing down? I'm a childcare uh, worker. I'm assuming, I mean, this isn't quite people self-isolating, but we were told if somebody was to self-isolate, they would be able to get the illness benefit. So I take it that the benefit will be, there will be social welfare arrangements put in place because there will be some businesses, particularly smaller childcare facilities, who will not be in a position to be able to pay their staff while they're closed. But this is going to create panic of a different kind, dare I say, for a lot of working parents who now will be getting the news that their children are at school today or their smallies are in a creche facility at the moment when they come home from school or when you pick your child up from uh, the creche, they will remain closed until the 29th of March. People now trying to put procedures in place for childcare. There's going to be a bit of a panic and a bit of a nightmare going on, I think, in a lot of homes uh, today. Okay, and the other is the all gatherings of over 100 people indoor to be cancelled. Discos, because somebody's saying, what about, does that mean the teenage discos will be gone? If there's over 100 people I would assume. I mean, we're still, we're, we, we, I know John Paul was trying, I know what the disco people are talking about is the one in the Highland in your market. I know John Paul was trying to get through to them earlier. He still has said nothing back. If there's anybody listening involved with the running of the Highland disco, can you get on to us, please? Because we have a lot of very anxious parents. I'm assuming more than 100 teenagers go to that disco. If that be the case, then the Taoiseach is saying it should be cancelled. Outdoor events, Anything of 500 people or more has got to be cancelled as well. And then for people to work remotely uh, where possible, if people can work from home, 
it isn't possible for everybody to work from home. Obviously, the business we're in here, it's uh, rather tricky to work from home. But there will be cases where people will be able to work from home. Now, will that suit everyone? I don't know. But the shops, businesses, everything will remain open. Restaurants will remain open, but they're obviously going to get people to space out tables so you're not sitting on top of uh, um, anyone. Anyway, your thoughts and comments, as I say, the main headline is that schools, colleges and childcare facilities, as and from six o'clock today the 12th of March and remaining closed until the 29th of March. 1850-333-103. Your thoughts and comments welcomed. Court today on C103. With a solid fuel depot at Drew's Fuel and Go. Shortcastle Street, Mallow. Open seven days for smokeless coal, turf, kiln-dried wood and gas. Lowcostfuel.ie We've given away a VIP trip to New York with AmigoLoans.ie on C103. Oh, it's working. 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 And I'm a massive Billy Jones fan. Oh, absolutely brilliant. New York is just unbelievable. I can't believe it. Congratulations. Stay tuned for our next big giveaway on Cork's Greatest Hits. C103. Keep your texts coming in. Uh, We will get back to them, particularly with the news now coming from Leo Varadkar. Schools, colleges, childcare facilities all to close from six o'clock today. But I want to move to this week's uh, Garda file and I'm going to Bandon Garda Station where I'm joined by uh, Sergeant James O'Donovan. Good morning to you, James. Good morning, Patricia. And, And you're welcome. And you want to start with some burglaries looking for help from listeners. Please. Yes, um, on the 29th of the 2nd and between that date and the 1st of March at, in the area of Rahine Church Cross, just there west of um, Skibreen, a burglary took place and entry was gained to a house. Now there was a, a bit of damage done to this house and people would have been in the area for a while, I suppose, carrying out this damage in this house. We're asking for people, if they were in the Rahine Church Cross area on the, between the 29th and the 2nd and the 1st and the 3rd, if they saw anyone acting suspicious or a vehicle, to contact the Gardaí in Skibbereen straight away with that information. Moving on then to the 1st and... Between the 1st of March and the 4th of March at Barrack Street, Kinsale, another house was unfortunately broken into and there was a number of items uh, taken again. I know this is over a period of two or three days, but we are appealing to people that they might have seen someone acting suspicious around the Barrack Street area. These people would have, I suppose, cased the house maybe for maybe a while beforehand to see if, if there was anyone in the house. So, again, anyone in the Kinsale area, Barrack Street, to contact the Gardaí in Kinsale if they saw any car acting suspiciously or persons uh, coming out of a house in a hurry, particularly maybe masked up and stuff like that, to contact the Gardaí in Kinsale. And it's just such a dreadful thing to walk back into your home to discover that it has been uh, burgled. So just, it's always timely to give a little bit of a, a reminder to people about look, we all need to look after our own properties. We do, Patricia. And I suppose, look, we're, we're always giving the advice that the to, to ensure that the doors are locked and the windows are closed. I know it might sound silly and people are saying, should we never leave the house with the door unlocked or the windows un- are not closed? But you'd be surprised in so- certain circumstances and in some cases that we've come across, people might only nip down to the shops for maybe 10 minutes. They get delayed about below talking to the neighbours or they might meet someone and lo and behold, there's an hour past and the house is totally vacant 
and there's access, easy access granted to any persons that are driving by. These criminals that are coming in committing these crimes are, I suppose, what you call mobile criminals. They're coming into an area and they're opportunists. They see something that's maybe open and no one at home and they'll go in and they'll spend four or five minutes. They know where to go for some strange reason in all these houses to get cash and jewellery. And again, if there's an alarm in the house, turn it on if you have one. Make sure that the gates are closed and of course, leave all valuables out of sight there. Don't be putting them in full display at a window or anything like that. Um, we, w- we would definitely be advocating not for people to keep large volumes of cash in houses, so to, to keep, keep that money safe in uh, the post office or the credit union and so forth. OK, and you've got some thefts that you're looking for help with. Yes, again, I suppose uh, on the 1st of March, uh, a person went out to enjoy themselves on this day and they were in a bar in Kinsale in Hamlet's Bar and when they turned around their bag was gone well. um, it's one of those horrible crimes again look every crime is horrible but again this is kind of unique from the point of view that it can happen so fast they were just between half twelve and half one in the middle of the day sitting down having their lunch and when they turned around their bag was gone if anyone was in the, the Hamlet area or bar of Kinsale on the 1st of March to contact the Gardaí if they saw anyone acting suspicious in that bar at that time. And again, that goes for every person that is going out socialising, coming into the summer months there now, that if they are going out to be careful of their property, keep it on their persons at all times. The amount of times I myself go out and see mobile phones left on bars or left on tables or restaurants and handbags just See, I, I, I always think, James, because you or I and everybody else were trustworthy and we would never take anything that didn't belong to us, we stupidly think that everyone is the same and unfortunately yes. everyone isn't the same. Everyone isn't the same. And it, it, look, it, obviously we're not blaming the people that have their stuff t- taken, but we, we need to be a bit more vigilant and mindful yeah. of our property at all times. Okay. Um, on the... And this is, a, again, a peculiar one. On the 29th of February, and between that date and the 4th of March, in the Glenlock area of Doris, um, a, a gate and electric fencing posts were taken from a field. Now, you'd be saying, what do people want, a gate and fencing posts? Obviously, this is a, a strange cri- crime. It would have taken a number of minutes or even a, a period longer than that to remove a gate and to remove electric fencing posts from a field. And you wouldn't do it on your own, would you? No. No. And again, look, I suppose what we've noticed of late there, especially when it comes to the theft of property that might be on this, uh, in, in close to areas of where work is being done, some people are dressing up in hard hats and they're wearing the fluorescent jackets and they give appearance that they're legitimate people there. If you were in the Glenlock area of Doris and you saw someone maybe acting suspicious or uh, throwing fencing posts and a gate into a trailer on between the 29th and the 4th of Feb- March, 29th of February and the 4th of March to contact the Gardaí in Doris or in Bantry. Okay, and criminal damage? Criminal damage. On the 6th of March, we had uh, a house that was uh, damaged by fire in the Newton area of Bantry. Um, again, middle of the day, people might have been passing up and down this uh, busy stretch of road here in Bantry. They might have seen someone running away maybe from the scene or acting suspicious around the scene in the Newtown area. A uh, considerable amount of damage was done to the house and we're act- asking for... Uh, people to assist the Gardaí if they have any information in relation to that crime. And also on the 6th of March in Riverstick, a number of persons were seen acting suspicious in um, the Brookdale estate of Riverstick. 
and Gardaí in Kinsale are banned and are seeking for anyone who has information that may have seen these people get into a car. They might have a, a possible a partial reg of a car or they might have dash cams on their own cars that might have seen this car or a number of people leaving the area around 7pm that evening. OK, and just to finish off, it's going to be a busy weekend this weekend because it's the West Cork Rally. Yes, um, and I know over the last couple of years, um, and look, the majority of people that are following the, the West Cork Rally, they're, um, they're very road safety conscious, they, they obey the rules of the road, but unfortunately over the last number of years we've had a number of cases where donuts have been done in the middle of the road and at early hours in the morning, two or three o'clock in the morning, and that there's uh, an element of dangerous driving and speeding involved with some followers of the rally. We are going to have um, roads policing units out in force for the weekend. There will be extra checkpoints. There will be road marshals there for the rally. And we're asking all people to adhere to any directions. There are um, diversions that are in place for the, the rally. We want everyone to enjoy themselves but they have to be mindful of the delays, plan their journeys, make sure that they put an extra time there in place because Clannacilty and the West Cork areas where around Clann, where the stages will be, there will be delays and we have to be mindful of that and we don't want anyone getting frustrated and maybe uh, carrying out uh, stupid manoeuvres then maybe on the road and affecting other road users down the line. Okay, and uh, the weather forecast is, I think, is okay for it, is it? Well... We, you wouldn't know what the weather now, Patricia. It I know, could be sunny in the morning and, and then, it could be snowing in the evening. Yeah, so. I, 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 I was driving to work this morning and a car came against me. Now, obviously, coming down from a, a, mount, a high a high up area, you could have built a snowman. There was so much snow on the car. I couldn't believe it. Just yes. couldn't believe the amount of snow. It's so very localised now, so yeah, should so be, be careful. accordingly be, for the weather. Yeah, and be careful on the roads. James, listen, have a good weekend. Thank Likewise, you for that. Patricia. And uh, thanks for joining us. That is Sergeant James O'Donovan, based at Abandon Garda Station. Somebody is saying, what is Leo Varadkar's plans for people flying in and out of the country? That wasn't mentioned. There was nothing mentioned in the statement that he gave from Washington. It was basically to do with what's happening on the island of I- Island of Ireland. He certainly hasn't put any restrictions in place about people coming in, except he is, he did say that people arriving at airports and ports would be fully informed and should self-isolate if they develop symptoms. Again, something similar to what's here at the moment. He's not forcing people to self-isolate if they come from an area where it's known to be a hotspot for coronavirus. But he's saying they self-isolate if they develop symptoms. So as of now, no. I know what you're hinting at is, is there any kind of a lockdown of the country from flying in and out point of view and certainly not no okay we're going to take a break we'll have more about this on our news at 12 o'clock because obviously this is an unfolding news story because it was only in the last hour that Leo Varadka made this announcement from uh, Washington so we're going to take a break head to the newsroom at 12 midday get your pet questions in because we will try and move away from coronavirus for part of the next hour with uh, Jane our resident vet 1850 333 103 Court today on C103 with a solid fuel depot at Drew's Fuel & Go Shortcastle Street, Mallow. Call and collect or get seven-day delivery for those cosy nights in. Lowcostfuel.ie Make C103 part of your drive home. With up-to-date traffic information and local news, your input in selecting our feel-good song of the day, plus our feel-good story, and as many of Cork's greatest hits that we can fit into three hours. Join me, Martina O'Donoghue, every weekday from 4 to 7. On C103. You're listening to Cork Today on Replay. Phone and text lines are currently closed. 
So email patricia at c103.ie. And just to recap on what we know is happening so far, schools, colleges, childcare facilities all closing from six o'clock today. Uh, teaching will be done online or remotely. Now, can I just interject there and say they haven't given schools much time to put in place online teaching. So anyway, we'll we'll see what happens with that. Uh, State-run cultural institutions. Cultural institutions will close. I'm assuming that's all our museums. Does that include libraries? I'll get out to get that one checked. Indoor mass gatherings of more than 100 people and outdoor mass gatherings of more than 500 people should be cancelled. People arriving at airports and ports will be fully informed and should self-isolate if they develop symptoms. We're not closing down the country though. We're not closing flights in and out of the country. If possible, the Thetic is saying you should work remotely or stagger working times and stagger break times. Outside of work, social interaction should be reduced as much as possible. Shops should remain open and public transport will continue to operate. Public and businesses urged to take a sensible and a level-headed approach. And finally, Mr. Fradker said the public and the businesses need, need, or that's him saying they need to take a sensible approach. Okay, I have Simon Harris, the Acting Minister for Health, Simon Harris, and this is what he had to say following Leo Varadkar's announcement from Washington. We do not underestimate the challenge that today's decisions will involve for people, for our families, for older people, for employers, and we do not take such measures lightly. But public health must and always will come first. And this will take sacrifice. It will involve some struggles. And let's be honest, it will involve all of us embracing behaviours that are unfamiliar. But there is no easy way when it comes to COVID-19, and there are no shortcuts. We know that there will be a lot of worried people, worried people listening into this broadcast, And our message to you today is simple. You won't be alone. We are all in this together. And we, as a government and as a society, will work with all sectors, with all communities. We'll all have to pull together to help each other. This is a country that always rises to challenges. And we will rise to this one as well. Because there is no strength without unity. He's right on that. Yeah. And, and we will get through it. And I know there's probably a sense of shock and panic going on now in a lot of households and a lot of workplaces with people trying to do arrangements. How are we going to organise childcare for children tomorrow? The creches are closed. What are we going to do with younger school children? Teenagers might be OK at home on their own if we've got working parents. So there is going to be a real sense of uh, panic. But we've really all got to pull together we, we pulled together during the foot and mouth. You know, I know we didn't close down schools, but we did pull together during the foot and mouth and look how successful we were on that. So we all need to look out for each other as well, um, I think, during, the, during this time. OK, some of your calls and texts coming in. Firstly, Helen was on, and I, I don't know if anybody else has been affected by this. Uh, she's a, she has a loved one who is currently a patient in CUH and obviously there's a visiting ban, visiting restrictions uh, in the hospital. And I don't think Helen has an issue with that. But she said that when you ring to get information from the hospital, the hospital say that they'll only speak to one family member. And Helen feels that that is really, really unfair. Whereas when there isn't visitor restrictions, people can go in, they can see the patient, they can talk to nurses and doctors that are around. But now, and I'm assuming CUH are doing this 
to try to stop a huge amount of calls because if there's an elderly woman in hospital and she's got 10 children, they don't want 10 children ringing up. So I'm assuming CUH are saying you nominate one person, we give the information to that one person and that one person can pass it on. Helen feels that that's unfair with the current situation going on that more than one person should be allowed to ring to get details of how a loved one is getting on at hospital. Anybody, anyone got a view on that? 1850-333-103. Cathy said I was at a funeral on Tuesday evening and a funeral mass yesterday morning. This was in Bantry. There were signs up saying no shaking of hands and at the actual removal there was the removal and at the funeral mass there was a rope barrier put up between the family and the sympathisers and Cathy said most people obeyed the signs so that's that's good to know I've just been told that bingo in O'Donovan Rossa GAA in Skibbereen is off tonight okay texts and calls coming into us their calls these are texts Anthony is a childcare worker he said I'm off no work now for the next two weeks all the creches closing down as are the schools it is the best way in order for all of us to stay safe. I think they have done the right thing, said Anthony. Francis says, hi Patricia. I said, hi Patricia, I'm wondering, would it be safer to stay away from funerals at the moment? What do you think, Patricia? And what do listeners think? Again, that's an individual choice, Francis. If you're, if you are concerned or if you're vulnerable, you're in that vulnerable group where you think that you could pick up COVID-19. I mean, the advice coming from the government now is to restrict Outside of work, social interaction should be reduced as much as possible. Would you, is a funeral a social interaction? Well, yes, of course it is, because you are going to be interacting with other members of the public. So if you're feeling anyway, Francis, that uncomfortable about going, then I would say go with, you know, go with your gut instinct. I mean, lots people in this country are very good about going to funerals and sympathising. But I wouldn't put yourself, if you think you're putting yourself at risk, are you feeling nervous about it? Then I think the person who you're going to sympathise will fully understand. Ring them, pick up the phone, give them, you know, drop them a card. You can meet with them afterwards when all this crisis is gone. I think people will absolutely understand if you don't show up at a funeral. Nora says, why is it only mass that we keep hearing about? What about other religions? I think it's encouraging people to go to mass and pray for all of the sick people, says Nora. I suppose because we are predominantly a Catholic country and if you're looking at one religion with the majority of people go to we are predominantly Catholic but yes when we're when we're giving out the instructions that, that are coming from the Catholic bishops I'm assuming the Church of Ireland are doing and saying the same thing or synagogues the rabbi will be saying the same thing uh, so yeah I, it, it's not just it's just we happened to be getting all the information from Catholic churches but that's not to say that it isn't happening at other uh, religions as well Porrick says Patricia why couldn't we wait until tomorrow evening to close our schools? What are we to do with our children? Are they in isolation or what? Says Porrick from Glamworth. Um, they're, not, they're not in isolation. I mean, I think we will be, you know, we're, we're being told to limit our social interaction. So I'm assuming we'll be told to do the same thing with our children. Why not wait until tomorrow? I, I kind of would agree with you on that. I think it would give everybody a little bit more breathing space to organise childcare cover. I think announcing it, what was it, at 11 o'clock to say everything ceases as and from today, why they couldn't have said everything ceases as and from tomorrow. I'm sure there's some rationale behind it. I, as of yet, haven't seen or heard what the rationale for why do it instantly. I don't quite understand. I think it would have lessened the panic that's out there now amongst working parents as you say what what do we do with children and we need to find out more about they're technically not 
in in isolation in regard to if you were working with somebody who got diagnosed with COVID-19 we know that there's been so many people who have been told to go home and self-isolate and that's a very different situation because by self-isolation you have to stay in one room you can't interact with anyone for more than 15 minutes that's not what we're asking that's not what the government are asking uh, children to do but certainly they're saying we should reduce social isolation so I would assume with our children it's the same thing you would be reducing having play dates or having children you know meeting up with other other children but we'll see if we can get more clarity uh, on that thank you for your text hi says a texter I'm assuming as schools are closing now that they will remain open over Easter or will they still get Easter holidays also if parents are concerned about the Highland Disco in Newmarket tomorrow night just simply keep them at home. It's not compulsory to attend, says this texture. Again, we'll have to get clarity on the Easter holidays. It was one of the suggestions when it was being put out there that the schools should close and people were saying that it should close from Friday and close up to the end of March and then people were saying and instead let children go back into school then for the Easter holidays. But that hasn't been mentioned. I mean if you look at what Leo Varadkar is saying he's saying the measures come into effect from today and they stay until the 29th of March. And I just checked the calendar the 29th of March is a Sunday. So that would mean that the schools would reopen on the Monday morning the 30th of March which would give them a week up to Easter holidays and then two weeks of Easter holidays. Now, I don't know. Maybe they are going to cancel Easter holidays. We'll try and get uh, clarification on that. But as of now, they are all closing from today. Once they go home today, that is it. But it is also including childcare facilities, which I don't know if people were expecting the childcare facilities and the creches to close as well, but they are. Somebody says, what about Chasers in Mallow? No, Chasers in Mallow is a, a late bar. Uh, they are opening um, this weekend. They will have well over 100 people in there. It's ridiculous how... Um, establishments and and nightclubs all of the nightclubs will have over 100 people will they remain open well they're saying indoor mass gatherings of more than 100 people should be cancelled I mean again it's should as opposed to will they can't force a business to close down so I don't know I mean all late bars and nightclubs certainly have more than 100 people. We'll see if we can get clarification on that. And and I'm, I, w- I would personally think it's going to be an individual uh, choice. So let's, um, let's wait and see if we can get clarity on uh, that. Um, and then, oh, here's another one that we need to get some clarity on. This comes in from somebody who signs and says the concerned driver. Now, this came in literally just minutes before Leif Radcom made the announcement saying, good morning, Patricia. I have no doubt that over the coming days or weeks our schools will close and we now know that they are to close from today. I work for a local bus company and I transport an autistic child to and from school. Can Bus Aaron, who our contract is with or anyone else out there tell us where do we stand with regarding our wages? Will we get paid or not? And that comes in from a concerned driver. Now we certainly are going to have to get clarity on that because I know we have we've had a couple immediately when I made the announcement we had some childcare workers straight away come on and say what do we do about pay? Because if they're in small facilities, I'm assuming that the the business, the owner, cannot afford to pay somebody to be off for two weeks when they're not making any money. So we, we will uh, leave that with us. We will get clarity on that. Pat says, Patricia, the 20,000 odd Irish people who have gone to Cheltenham 
they should be made self-isolate on their return back into the country. What a reckless decision for them to go over, says Pat. He would be in favour of telling them to self-isolate. And Mara said, I think the station masses should be postponed straight away. Would others agree with that? Now, a station mass wouldn't have 100 people at it, so they're, they're certainly not in the list that are being told that they should cancel. But do others feel station masses are? Would you be of the view that we need prayers now more, more than ever? So maybe station mass station masses are exactly what we need. Hi Patricia, could you please advertise that our run is postponed. This is the annual run. Um, can I see in for, let me just click on the link here. Crookstown. OK, this is uh, Crookstown Vintage Club and their um, annual run that has been uh, postponed. It was due to be held on, sorry, date, it's due to be held next Sunday, but they have postponed that. Um, that's um, that's off. OK, thank you for whoever sent that in to me. And I've opened that up now and I can't get back into uh, to the other uh, WhatsApp. So we'll leave it there for a sec. Uh, 1850 As I say, phone lines have been extremely busy today. So if you have been having difficulty getting through uh, to John Paul, um, please try again. Uh, phone lines have quietened down a little bit now. You can text though our WhatsApp to 86 I need to go to Anthony Lorden who is at a, a shopping centre in uh, Bishopstown. Oh, this is Anthony, our sales rep. Okay. He hasn't come on to sell us an ad. Um, good afternoon to you, Anthony. Hi, Trish, how are you? Okay, this Anthony, <laughs> the listeners wouldn't know this, Anthony is, is one of our sales reps here at uh, C103. He's the man that keeps who gets keeps the money coming in so we can stay on air. Now, you're in Bishopstown and you've started to notice something. Yeah, I was just um, passing by Bishopstown uh, Duns there yeah. and there was cars all over the place. I was kind of blocked up to death, so I said I'd go in for a look and there are people just panic buying or panic buying all over the place. The car park is absolutely jammers. Uh, they're parked on both sides of the road, left and right. You can hardly get through. So yeah, it's just uh, there's a bit of pandemonium going on. Inside. And you think this is as a direct result of Lee of Leo Varadkar's announcement? Well, I I passed here about an hour and a half ago, and uh, this wasn't happening. So <laughs> yeah, I would oh, say this so. is crazy. You see, I think people now are starting to think that the country is shut down, and it's not because he Cleo Varadkar clearly said that shops will remain open and public transport will continue to operate. The shops are not going to close down. Yeah, exactly. Like I've, I've, I actually met a friend of mine there walking through a while ago, and he had a trolley full of shopping or, or um, toilet paper and water. So. This isn't the isn't the end of the world. Uh, you, you would think that, yeah, but <laughs> I don't know. There's, it's absolutely just shockers inside there. I've never seen it so busy. W- worse than Christmas Eve. Worse, yeah, definitely worse. Okay, all right. Listen, thank you for sharing that with us, uh, Anthony. T- take care. Are you going to get some toilet rolls while you're there? Uh, no, I'm stuck up. Are you okay? <laughs> All right, thanks for that. Uh, 1850-333-103. It's just gone absolutely uh, crazy. Simon has uh, joined me. Uh, Simon from The Breakfast Show. Uh, you've heard what uh, Leo Varadkar has had to say. Uh, you're not coming in to say that you're working from home, are you? You're going to stay with us? No, I'm, I'm, I'm hunkering down. Uh, no, I've just been out to a supermarket. Yeah? Um, literally back in the last 30 seconds. Yeah? It's mental. Seriously? Hmm? And this is since Leo Varadkar has made the announcement? I don't know, did the, did the Trump announcement overnight spark a bit of this? 
as well. Uh, but definitely, like, it's it's like Christmas. What? I there's full the, uh, there's full trolleys, toilet rolls, in everyone's trolley, and people are just just people are just just overbuying, losing the mind. I, it's just and car I, parks I, full, cars can't get in, cars can't get out. I'm being beeped at because people are trying to get in and out. Um, the the self service tills, the queues are back down the aisles. Unreal. Unreal. That's just crazy. And can we can we emphasize again that the shops are remaining open? And somebody said, Have we gone into lockdown like Italy? We're not, but even if we did go into lockdown like Italy, all of the shops in Italy are open. Still open. Yeah, people yeah. can still go yeah. out and deliveries will still be made. We're not coming to the country's not coming to a standstill. You know, supermarkets will restock every night. I was just I asked one of the staff, one of the girls working there, I just kind of jokingly said like isn't it? How, how 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 many days toilet roll do you have? Yeah, she kind of laughed. So we have a few. We just took a delivery, three or four days worth. <laughs> so it's okay. I, I know, the point I'm trying I to know, make is there's there's plenty of toilet roll to go around. And can I can I just say to um, supermarket workers, they are working flat yeah. out up the walls. They they really are. With everybody talking about one thing and one thing only as well. So like. Be nice to the people inside in the supermarkets Absolutely. as well. All right. OK. Utter madness. OK. Thank you for that. Uh, 1850-333-103. John Paul continues to take your calls. You can text her WhatsApp 0862-103-103. The C103 Cork Diary. With Cork County Council. Supporting businesses. Supporting communities. Serving Cork. Visit corkcoco.ie. Now, I'm reading out some items that are on our community diary that I'm hoping are still going ahead, but I, I don't know for sure if some of these have been cancelled. But I'm told it is the last chance to see Tully Lee's drama group's presentation of uh, Pretend Sick. Sorry, I have a cancellation list here as well that I may be able to use go from that. But that is due on tonight uh, in Tully Lee's Hall and you're asked not to uh, miss it. The Blood Transfusion Service, they've got donor clinics. They need our help more than ever at the moment. So if you're in Fernhill House Hotel in Clonakilty, you can go along today between 3 and 5 and between 7 and 9 uh, tonight. Mallow Rotary are due to have a table quiz in Albert Lynch's tonight. That's at half past eight. Tables to four, 40 euros ago, 40 euro. And there is a used clothes collection. Now, it's not going to be happening for some time yet, but we'll be last to mention it because there's an aid of the Gagan Hall car park and they're asking people now that the children are off school you might do a little bit of a clear out and if you can collect it put it aside and we'll let you know when the clothes collection will take place they'll take clothing shoes, bags belts, duvets duvet covers curtains good quality soft toys they won't accept duvets pillows or plastic uh, toys and it's all in aid of Gagan Hall car park and a couple of cancellations for you Mitchellstown Kiltis they've postponed their annual Irish night due to be held on Saturday the fundraising wellness and craft fair in aid of the Irish community rapid response air ambulance due to be held in the Hibernian Hotel in Mallow next Sunday that's off the Liscarroll Point to Point schedule for Sunday cancelled the Canturk Arts Festival due to start this Friday cancelled Kilbrin fashion show for Friday off Charleville St. Patrick's Day party for senior citizens cancelled weekly bingo in Formoy that's off 45 card drive in Blarney GAA club cancelled Bandon Hill Walking Club cancelled 45 card drive in the Parkway Hotel scheduled they've got a new date 
oh, it was rescheduled for uh, for Wednesday. That's been postponed to further notice. And the Irish night in Ballandangan for the 16th. That's also been postponed until further notice. Court today on C103. With a solid fuel depot at Drew's Fuel and Go. Shortcastle Street, Mallow. Smokeless coal, turf, gas and kiln-dried wood. Open late seven days. Lowcostfuel.ie. C103 brings you Farm Talk with John O'Connor. Saturdays at 10am and Wednesdays at 10pm. What are farmers' spring crop options? Some people would have liked to try to get beans in early in particular or maybe the likes of spring wheat. Not because the area wasn't sown in the autumn and, you know, the seed trade couldn't have predicted this so seed will be scarce. Turn on Farm Talk with Dairy Gold Prime Elite Range. The complete feed for your calves this spring. Only on C103. Hi Patricia, my daughter has been called in to work. It's her day off. It's the Iceland shop in Formoy. It's absolutely packed with shoppers, says Martin in Formoy. And another texter says, I work in Tesco in Mahan Point. The last 10 days have been mental. Today, particularly bad. By the way, what are they looking for today? Rice and pasta uh, is where what they're all buying today. John O'Donovan is in the city. He's on line one. Good afternoon, John. Hi, Patricia, how are you? Uh, what shops have you just passed? Um, well, Super Value and in the South Street here and Little here on Talker as well. Look, there's trolleys inside that, Patricia, you know, you wouldn't get the likes of them on Christmas Eve. It's highly covetousness and, I mean, it should be stopped. I think that, that, that uh, also, like, I mean, something that people are not mentioning is the amount of people that are cramming in there now and we're told you're supposed to be two metres apart. What about those men and women that work in the registers and the pressure is taking a lot longer now to process every customer. They have so much stuff, which is right. And it's highly unfair than the men and women that work in those registers. They also have families. Like, I reckon they'll have to bring in extra security if this goes on, right? They'll have to queue up the people outside at a distance and only load so much uh, many people into the store and you'll only have so much time to go around. You can't dawdle in there all day long. I mean, it's absolutely insane. You wouldn't see it at Christmas. It's, it's just mad. You're making a good point about the social interaction and distancing yourself from people. If people are crammed into supermarkets, they're on top of each other. Because I do know in Italy, there are signs that they allow two people to, in small shops. There's two people allowed in at a time and that's all. And then when they exit, the next two can go in to stop people crammed into stores. But what's really, what's really baffling me is the teacher clearly stated that all shops will remain open Public transport will continue to op- operate. Deliveries will continue to be made. There's no reason for this panic that's taken over. There's no reason for people to be going out and shopping like it's the end of the world. No, there's not. And as, as I said, it's highly unfair to the people that work in these stores because, I mean, it, like it's a tough enough job as it is. Like, I mean, to sit there all day for eight hours, I mean, dealing with people there. But, I mean, when this uh, the, uh, coronavirus is still now at the moment and it's highly infectious, but uh, Tricia, it's, it's completely, uh, I think, selfish on people to be stocking up like they are and putting this amount of pressure on the staff that work in the store. And I see elderly people going around the store this morning and you could see it in their face, like in the poor devils, they can't keep up with everyone else, they can have panic and trying to get their business yeah, yeah, it's, it's a disgrace. Yeah, it's older, it's older people. And then older yeah. people picking up their pension tomorrow, trying to go out, and if the things there are not in the shop when they need to get them. Yeah. And you know something as well, which is, I think is very ironic, the army mm. stand by no here to civil pause, right? Mm. And isn't it amazing they're not put you know? No, the, the government need the army, you know, and they're on standby. But if you remember, you did it in your programme here, 
the wives of those men in the Navy and the Army had to prostrate themselves outside the gates of the Parliament of this country because they can't survive in the wages and the conditions. Isn't it ironic now that we're coming to the Army at all of need, eh? And we're going to need them more than ever. All right, John, listen, yeah. stay safe. Look after yourself. Thank you, you too. Thanks uh, a million. Some of your uh, texts, uh, Trish, Blackpool, Duns and Ballyvillan, uh, the very same. There's 20 or more trolleys at each Check out. People are totally panicking. It is unreal. And hi, Patricia. Tom here. Let those people shop away. She'll be grand and quiet when we go out to do our own normal shopping at the weekend. God, Tom, I hope, I hope, you're, I hope you're right. Now, uh, the people that are contacting us about wages and the effect that this is going to have on businesses. Well, the Minister for Business, Enterprise and Innovation, should I say the Acting Minister for Business, Enterprise and Innovation is Heather Humphreys. And she spoke at the press briefing on the effects and support for businesses and then at the end of this piece you'd hear our reporter Stephanie Rogan who specifically asks the Minister about weddings that are happening this weekend but this is Minister Heather Humphreys. Of course we are in an unprecedented situation and a lot of businesses have shown a great flexibility in allowing their workers to work from home. So as we move into this new phase, uh, we would encourage those who can allow uh, their employees to work from home to do so. Uh, and of course that's in the knowledge that there are many uh, workers where remote working is not feasible and it's not possible. But there are other means uh, such as flexible hours, staggering start times and and break times, teleworking arrangements, uh, using email and teleconferencing and reducing face-to-face meetings uh, and gatherings. And of course we announced on uh, Monday a package of support for businesses because cash flow is vital now. I met with the pillar banks, that's AIB, Bank of Ireland and Ulster Bank yesterday and this morning and they recognise that this is a non-precedented time and they have committed to working with us. They will show flexibility to businesses where possible and the key is for businesses to engage with their banks. I have met the retails, uh, the, the retailers, uh, the multiple, uh, the multiples, the grocery providers, and they have uh, assured me uh, that uh, there are no issues around security of uh, supply. And uh, can I just say that this is going to have a major impact on businesses and on our economy? Our overriding concern has to be to protect people's health, and that takes precedence over everything else. Economies recover. Public health is the priority here. Uh, And uh, these are not decisions that are being made lightly. They are unprecedented, but they are necessary. And of course, our health is our wealth is an old uh, saying, but it has never been more relevant today. Just kind of following on from what they were saying, uh, Tony Hoolan, like when you're talking about the public gatherings, like the 100 people inside, the 500 people outside, so are you saying to people like who have weddings this weekend, you have to call it off or you should call it off? Or is this an, an order or are you just asking people to do it? So all indoor events uh, with, involving more than 100 people, uh, whether they're social, whether they're business, uh, whatever the nature of those, our recommendation is, is focused on all of them. But it's a recommendation. You're not telling people they have to. You're just asking people to do it. Whatever the nature of those, our recommendation is, is focused on all of them. But it's a recommendation. You're not telling people they have to. You're just asking people to do it. 
So, so it's, it's, it's a clear recommendation and it's an expectation, as we've said, that across society the people will respond by accepting that recommendation and not proceeding with events uh, that, that, that are above 100 if they happen in indoor settings. And then just finally from me, um, I know you probably didn't want this to happen, but already we're getting pictures through of panic buying, queues in Tesco out the door, and the panic kind of has started. So, so again, I'd reiterate the message that we're still in an early stage in our experience with this disease. We've seen a change. It's at an early stage that we've seen that change. We've responded with a set of measures that are, that are significant in terms of their, their impact on society, uh, significant potentially in terms of their educational and economic impact. We fully recognise that. Uh, but we're, we're still saying to people that the chance of picking up this illness in this country is still low. Uh, and if we take these measures and work together, we can delay the impact of this particular disease. We can delay and push into the future the experience of this particular disease. So there's no particular reason that people would begin to take urgent steps of that nature, which is not the same as saying that we would advise people to start to think, to plan, to think in the future about how they would manage a situation where perhaps they themselves, a person in their family, a vulnerable person in their community might be impacted either by the disease itself or some of the public health advice that were given. And this will come down to practical things like, for example, if a person is in self-isolation, who's going to walk their dog? Those kinds of little measures. And, and families and individuals and communities need to work together to identify those things ahead of time and make those plans. Uh, but moving to stock up on day-to-day on, on -day household goods and things like that, like that at this moment in time, uh, it shouldn't be necessary. Shouldn't be necessary, but unfortunately it, it is. It's what's happening. There seems to be this sense of panic. We're getting calls from all over the city and county from people saying that they have been near supermarkets and it is just worse than any Christmas Eve's just worse than any Christmas Eve. Somebody has just said, Trish, newborn baby food and newborn baby nappies gone in all local stores. What in the name of God are people thinking of? And you know, what happens if there's a, a young mum and needs to get baby food and the baby food isn't uh, available? It is just unreal. Hi Trish, I'm flying into my local hardware shop to get some paint to keep my teenage children busy during the time off school. They are not going to mope around. That's bad for everybody's health keep them busy sure if it turns out terrible at least they'll have learned some DIY there's somebody been trying to come up with something practical to do uh, I need to take a very quick break John Paul and then I'll come back let me take a, qu a quick break and then I want to come back and we'll take more calls after these Court today on C103 with a solid fuel depot at Drew's Fuel and Go Short Castle Street Mallow open seven days for smokeless coal turf kiln dried wood and gas lowcostfuel.ie is Farlin. C103 Park this is the Cork Today replay on C103. 
Tim Inyall is suggesting for to try to address all this panic buying that we're hearing about from right across the city and county. Uh, Tim says the Irish government needs to implement legislation to retail supermarkets to limit the amount of items the public can purchase at any one time. Time. This is imperative in order to keep the general public calm and to avoid the panic. I think it's a bit late for that. I think as soon as Leo got to his feet, the panic seemed to have begun. Remember, everyone has a role to play in this. How right you are, uh, Tim. Let- Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze. Relax and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to Monday.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot. We charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Let me go to West Cork where Michael Collins, uh, independent TD, joins me. Good afternoon to you, Michael. Good morning, Patricia. Now, un- uh, unfortunately, the knock-on effect of this is your cataract, boss. It is, yeah. Uh, you know, we've had to, we've been in discussions with Kingsbridge uh, Private Hospital over the last number of days to see what procedures had they put in place, uh, which, in fairness, they have been putting quite a lot of measures in place to make sure that people were safe or, you know, felt safe uh, while in their hospital, as does most private hospitals and public do to, to the best of their ability. But um, I've made a decision this morning that I, we can't take the, the bus that we were to take uh, to Belfast next week uh, up because of the, the situation where you have a large number of people in a bus travelling together because each other. It's unfortunate, and it's it's like it's unfortunate. This whole thing shouldn't be having to happen at all. That it should be happening in West Cork, but the fact that it's not, and the fact that there's people going to be on board a bus in for a lengthy period of time close to each other, you know, we have to make a very conscious decision here for their health and safety. How many? How many? How many people booked? We had about 22, I'd say, between hips and knees and and cataracts going up. Um, okay, you'll, you'll but, ro- but you'll reschedule. Oh, definitely. Everything is rescheduled. There's two buses going up in cross, close proximity to them, the 21st of March and the beginning of April. I don't see the two of them travelling right now. As soon as things get back to some kind of normality, please God, and as soon as possible, we definitely will. I am closing my own offices here in West Cork uh, with immediate effect because we can work quite a lot of business on at home. We'll put notices up at the, the office doors in Skibreen, Bandon, Bantry, that we, where to contact people so we can work from at home. And I'm available to go one-to-one to meet with somebody myself, but the problem is we'll say yes 
yesterday evening here there was about 25 people coming in out of the office and the foot floor is being well, just you can't, you can't can I, can I just get this message out to people because I can see a lot of texts and calls coming in on this uh, post offices will remain open as normal and postal delivery service is as normal I can see a lot of people are panicking because they're due to go and pick up pensions tomorrow post offices are remaining open along with all shops there's no shops going to close they'll all remain open public transport uh, continues but the post offices uh, uh, definitely are uh, opening there's a real sense of panic out there Michael very, very uh, serious and very worried people. I, I'm very, you know, sympathetic towards people that are living on their own because they're terrified. I'm talking to them by phone. I think people, you know, and, and I mean, look, I think that we move, we're we moving very, very slowly in this. I think the government were found uh, asleep at the wheel. You know, in, in my view, the very first thing, a lady said to me the other day that she was afraid of her, her daughter going somewhere where there was 10 or 12 people. I said, you know, your daughter's in a school of maybe between 700 and 1,000 people today. And that was, I looked at the schools and looked at things there last week, saying schools should have been immediately closed down. It's not, we, we seem to be kind of reacting after the event instead of reacting before the event and at least block the movement. I looked at a, a small GA club like they stopped their dinner dance going ahead last week because they early decided early this week they was go ahead next week. They had the vision, but our government don't seem to have a vision like that. They seem to be waiting and waiting. And I know these decisions are difficult, and but they had to be made. No, Matthew McGrath has, has gone back to Dublin this morning. He's the leader of our group to discuss as there's an emergency meeting of all leaders to discuss further uh, further ways of tackling this going forward. But you look at the Italians left in last week. I'm sorry, I have nothing against any nationality, but oh God, it was senseless and mindless that we didn't seal off that dim areas of dangers that, that are uh, brought into this country. What, what about 20,000 odd Irish people heading to Cheltenham? They'll be coming back in a few days. <clears throat> They will, and you know, I, I mean, look, I've been talking to, I've been talking to, you know, people in, in Northern Ireland this morning and in England this morning for other issues, and they're telling me that their government is taking completely relaxed. Uh, and I looked at at, at, at uh, Liverpool playing Atletico Madrid and fifty five thousand at the match last night in Liverpool. Uh, people have to stop thinking, and they have to think here, and leaders, and uh, have to, you know, be be very active in this and be active in it initially, and we might be able to contain it and seal it for the two to three weeks and see can it can it be brought to a head, but it, the way it is at the moment, you know, I mean, I was I was kind of flabbergasted when I heard the Taoiseach and, and, and others uh, saying that, and Tarnish and others saying early in the week that we have to curtail flying, we have to curtail this, and then they asked them, when can you continue the negotiations of government? Oh, sorry, I can't because I've got to fly out to Washington. You know, you oh, have to well, he'll, he'll, say, he'll say he's flying the flag he, to, for Ireland will, and, 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 and all of that. At this time, the but like, let, let's, not use it, let's not use it to prick brownie points at the moment. We're trying God, to just, no, which, I know, and I know, and I know you don't, you you don't but we're trying to allay people's fears we've got to get the message out to people um, Michael that shops will remain open post offices will remain open life can continue as normal okay we need to limit social interaction but and we need to look out for each other and panic buying is not looking out for each other you're, you're, you're correct. And I mean, in fairness, the shops are taking appropriate action. You know, there, there, there's certain, there's so many places taking appropriate action. They have displays, they have the wipes, and they have everything. And that's very important. But, the, the, you know, there is the unnecessary meetings that can be put aside for now and to try and see can we contain it uh, that way. And look, like, I mean, people are very worried. I, I was in shops in Dunman, we received places, and they were saying, look, you can only have one lot of this and one lot of that. And that's fair enough. People don't, don't worry. The doors will be left open at all at all if it's humanly possible. But people will 
will have to abide by the rules if there's, this, if okay. there's swipes there. If I'm, there's I'm up there, against it on time. Listen, we'll, okay. we'll come back to this tomorrow, uh, Michael, but, I, but thank you for that and, and, and thanks. thanks for contacting us. Okay, uh, we're going to have to wrap it up. I, I'm, my apologies, we haven't got to half the text, half the WhatsApp, so we will be back again, though, in the morning and we will deal with as many of the issues and the queries and the questions that are coming in from uh, people. But please try not to panic that is our main message to everyone look out, look after yourself and look after each other talk to you tomorrow at 10 Court today on C103 with a solid fuel depot at Drew's Fuel and Go Shortcastle Street Mallow call and collect or get 7 day delivery for those cosy nights in lowcostfuel.ie